I swear I had no idea this was the case until I got home and saw it on Twitter. Because, you know, if you see it on Twitter, then it's for reals. For reals. Wednesday, National Pumpkin Day. I didn't know. I brought Josephine to work. Show and tell. I didn't know. I didn't know that it was National Pumpkin Day. Not only did we not realize it was National Pumpkin Day, but as we're putting together our special video, our Stairway to Seven, Best Halloween Candy, and then as a double feature, our attempts to carve a pumpkin, Josephine being the star of the show. We had no idea that it was National Pumpkin Day, and I was really wrestling with the idea of what to do with her after she was carved. All of this, by the way, is documented in a video. (laughs) You get the first half of our double feature on our YouTube channel now in which you can see Josephine in all of her glory and also Jay finding out her name. I didn't ask Jay what to name her because he was about to stab her. Uh, Instead, I named her all by myself and I was very sad about Josephine getting carved up. He warned me not to name her. I didn't listen and then I got attached to her. And so I didn't know what to do with her after she was carved. I couldn't bear the thought of taking her home and letting mice eat in, eat her or whatever else might happen to her. And Jay was going to throw her out. He said near a trash can, but I knew exactly what he meant. He's a terrible liar. Near. When, when he tries to lie to me, he can't keep the smile off his face. And so I can, I can see right through him. He's transparent. Um, anyway. This is why radio is a good medium for him, except that I'm staring at him through the double pane glass, so he really can't hide from me. Uh, So he told me he was going to put her near the trash can. I knew that was code for I'm going to throw her away. So instead, we compromised. We left Josephine, carved up Josephine, on the kitchen counter. Now, again, we didn't know it was National Pumpkin Day, but certainly in the office, there needed to be a pumpkin for National Pumpkin Day. So we contributed We donated Josephine for National Pumpkin Day. We were pretty sure she would be there for a while because no one throws anything away, uh, as is evidenced by the fact that right now in our main CBS Sports Radio studios, there is a half-eaten candy bar. It's just sitting on the counter. No, seriously, David David Shepard is still doing some work after finishing up with JR Sports Brief, and so he just popped his head up over the computer. Yep, do you see it over there? Let's leave it there long enough and either Jay will eat it because he can't stand there being candy anywhere that he's not partaking in. What is it? Do we know? It's a Snickers bar, I think. Oh, a Snickers? Yeah, there's a chance. Wait, Snickers or Milky Way? Hold on. Oh, never mind then. Oh, no, there's one underneath it that's smushed underneath it. Gross. Disaster. Oh, there's two. What is wrong with people? I would never leave half-eaten food at my workplace, my workstation that I had to share with other people. This is what happens when you work with a bunch of dudes, present company excluded, of course. I'm not referring to you, David, or you, Jay, because only because I would yell at Jay. He would never dare. So there's half-eaten food in here. So anyway, I I was thinking that, Josephine would still be there when we showed up tonight, but she's gone. She has been whisked away to pumpkin heaven because there are pumpkins in heaven. Also, all of this is just a precursor and really a preview of what you get in 
the two videos that we are posting on our YouTube channel this week. We've got two of them for you. The first one is already up and you're already viewing it. Stairway to Seven. It's our third episode in the series, and it's all about Halloween candy. And yes, we are decorated and decked out for Halloween, and you will get your first introduction to Josephine, the pumpkin star. You know, they used to use the term child star for kids who turned into to movie sensations when they were young. Child star. She is the pumpkin star. Plus our top, our top Halloween candies inspired by this week and the fact that Halloween candy is now 13% more expensive than it was a year ago. So we talked about it, but we're not eating it. Jay actually had props in his bag and he didn't bother to bring them out. Josephine's the star of the show. So you want to check out that video on our YouTube channel, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The link is on both Facebook as well as my Twitter, A-Law Radio. And that's just the beginning. We actually do have the pumpkin carving video that we will share with you before we get to the weekend because it, it, we kind of feel like football's boring at this point. I'm just totally joking. <laughs> that's not the case. This was Jay's idea to carve a pumpkin. But I said to him, either we're going to put some new videos up on YouTube or I'm going to shut it down because it's just sitting there. It's languishing. It's it's losing. It's just losing all of its momentum. And we need to keep our viewers interested with new material. That was my bright idea. My That was really my almost ultimatum. And then Jay, of course, I couldn't say no. And he's like, well, let's carve a pumpkin. <laughs> so that's what we did. And that video will be released within the next 48 hours. But for now, best Halloween candy on the planet. I just want you to know Jay's idea of Halloween candy and my idea of Halloween candy, very different. Very different. <laughs> that was a good impression of me. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Pretty good. Especially when you're a banana slug, which happens yeah. every now and then. Uh, it, Jay was much more into the carving part than I was, but it's all documented on video. So you'll see that too as soon as we get you reacclimated to our YouTube channel. You do not even want to know what I was just doing with my hand right there. I was waving around because I talk with my hands and yeah, it's just, it's one of those kind of nights. But it's a good night. It's a good night to talk sports. It's a good night to talk about pumpkins. It's a good night to share with you our top Halloween candies. Uh, in YouTube style, it's a good night to uh, ooh, it's a good night to tell you that Survivor Island is over and done with. We have one sole survivor, so we'll get to that straight ahead as well. And oh, a conversation that I'm really excited about. You may know the nef the name Jeff Perlman if you read Sports Illustrated uh, in the past, or if you are a fan of any of his 10 books. He's a New York Times bestselling author, and he writes about some of the most iconic teams and athletes in sports history. As soon as I saw that Jeff was about to release a book on Bo Jackson, I reached out to him on social media because Bo is one of the last athletes that I cheered for with wild abandon as a fan. So I followed Bo Jackson before I got into this business. For that reason, I still cheered wildly for this guy. And I was crushed, like many were, when he retired. Seemingly abruptly, though that's not actually the case. 
This book, and I've read part of it, It's I can't, haven't been able to get through the whole thing because I just got it. It's a long book. It's nearly 400 pages. But that's what Jeff Perlman needs to not only go back to the beginnings of Bo, but also through his two-sport career and then his departure from the sports world. And a little bit like Andrew Luck, he kind of disappeared. It's called The Last Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson because there's so much we don't know about Bo. Jeff Perlman, he's in California. He's in the midst of a press tour and lots of interviews about his book. And so for that reason, he's going to join us at the top of next hour from Orange County, California, where his brand new book about Bo Jackson has just been released. And I'm holding it in my hand. I'm psyched about it. I've already read parts of it. And gosh, there's one particular chapter that it's just, it's so devastating. But I'm not going to tell you anything more. You're going to have to wait until Jeff joins us at the top of next hour. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Happy National Pumpkin Day to you. I'm wearing orange socks. They look a little bit like a pumpkin. I have not shown producer Jay, so that's a wild revelation to Jay. Do you have orange socks? You have a Mets team that has a lot of bright orange memorabilia. Any orange Mets things? I have a sweatshirt that's got a little orange in there. I wear a my, little orange? I wore my one orange shirt yesterday for the video. That's not a Mets shirt. No, it wasn't a Mets shirt. No, other orange? Um, no, not too much orange. On Monday, which is Halloween, I will be wearing my bright orange sweatshirt. It's the last day, really, in which... And you all, if you see our video on YouTube, you'll see that I have many orange pieces of clothing. But I have a bright orange sweatshirt that you're going to want to wear your sunglasses while you're doing the show. It's that bright? Are you going to share your Halloween candy with me? What's your favorite? No. We got to... I, I mean, can't like, tell you that. It's in the video. We need people to go and watch Stairway to Seven. That is a very good point. Jay has, he just, he gives everything away. I didn't give anything <laughs> away right there. If anything, I drew them more to it. Oh, you were about to. No, I wasn't. I was asking. <laughs> but I was just saying that because, like, am I going to be splitting this 50-50 or am I going to give you the ones I don't like or? Well, we don't like the same things, obviously. So, judging by the video, we have very different ideas about how you score with Halloween candy. That's true. That is true. There's a science to it. Oh, there's absolutely a method to it. I got mm-hmm. it down. The whole algorithm is down. Jay, you don't have an algorithm for anything in your life. That's false. Except for Halloween candy? A couple other things, maybe. Like what? I don't know. We'll get into it another time. Oh, okay. It's a secret. Jay's keeping secrets from me now. We are live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can I'll see about that secret. You just wait until I keep some secrets from you and see how you like it. So you didn't answer my question. Are you bringing Halloween candy for me on Monday? Because I essentially plan to be unavailable on Halloween. Uh, I don't want to buy a bunch of candy and give it all away. I have candy actually right now. That's. Did you steal it from your house's candy stash? No, I actually got this. I was getting gas when I ran in there and I was like, yeah, oh, these look pretty good. So I Jay's grabbed them. favorite places in the whole world. 
convenience stores, gas it's, stations. They're up, they're it is this, he loves them so much. You never know what you're going to find. He never. Even though it's always the same thing at every single one. That's true. He never leaves a gas station convenience store empty-handed, ever. Facts. Now, see, in New Jersey, where you're not allowed to pump your own gas, if you were there, you would never go inside because you have to give them your method of payment. I generally right. pay in cash because it's cheaper. You have to give them your method of payment out at your car. And so I never go into the actual convenience store unless I'm looking for something convenient. But then I would go to a CVS or a Rite Aid or a Walgreens, something like that. Yeah, I, I frequent those places as well. But, you know, just <laughs> grab happen to be getting gas and just had to pop in. And what did you find this time? Got some Sour Patch, or not Sour Patch, excuse me, Sour Punch Straws Watermelon. Sour Punch? Is that a knockoff of Sour Patch? Actually, I don't think they're Sour Punch either, because those are, they're Sour Patch, Sour Punch, and these are Sour Power. So there's like three different kinds of They're total knockoffs. That's what they are. No, no, no. These are the real deal. These are the real deal. (laughs) Jay went cheap with his candy this time. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Never. There's a couple of things you can splurge on in life. Here's the thing about Jay is he can eat all the candy he wants, and it doesn't affect him even remotely, though his teeth may fall out before he's 40. Maybe. I cannot. I actually had to cut him off a few months ago. No more. I cannot eat any more of the candy you're bringing in because only one of us gains weight when we eat like a a seven-year-old <laughs> a five-pound bag of uh sour patch watermelons yeah no never doing that again again all of this candy is covered in our new video so you, again you can check it out on youtube after hours amy lawrence the link is on twitter and facebook did i already tell you where we're live from Yes. Okay, good. I don't have to do it again. Our phone number, because the phone number is back up on the wall, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Joker has it inside the arc, guarded by Anthony Davis. It's ISO. One-legged jump shot. Got it. Nothing but net right over Davis. Nikola Jokic tonight for Denver, 31-13-8. And And actually, Jokic finishes with 31-13-9 assists. And ultimately, the Nuggets have no problem pulling away from the Lakers in Denver. That's Jason Kosmicki on Nuggets Radio. Bruce Brown, he's part of that Nuggets squad now. How did they manhandle L.A.? Really just control the paint, uh, control their transition points. Uh, they're not shooting the well from three right now, so really let them suck up threes for real. It's an understatement. They're definitely not shooting well from three right now. In fact, in this game alone, the Lakers shot eight of 30. I mean, if I didn't know better, I would assume James Harden was on this team. Why are you shooting so many threes? When they're not going in, I can't stand this brand of basketball. I know this is not all the Lakers are about. Obviously, Anthony Davis, though he did take a three, uh, he is much more of a paint post presence. He has 22 points and 14 rebounds. LeBron was two for eight from beyond the arc. He doesn't need to shoot from three, but he didn't have a whole lot of success anywhere on the court tonight. He managed to scrounge together 19 points. Meanwhile, for the Denver Nuggets, they can hurt you a variety of ways. And in this particular case, they didn't shoot a whole lot better from three. But their ability to their ability to get the rebounds, their ability to turn and go the other direction, uh, and to to limit the opportunities of the Lakers, 
that's huge. And also, they're more successful, too, when they're, when they're shooting and uh, taking care of their business at the free throw line as well. So this is another loss for the Lakers. They're now 0-4. Bruce Brown on Altitude TV. Darvin Ham, brand new Lakers head coach, having to answer for what's wrong with the Lakers. We just got to do a better job of, you know, creating separation, um, making our offense offensive plays more clearly defined through pace and energy on that side of the ball. Um, just like we want multiple efforts and guys to be in their right spots and on time versus a drive and with a V back and then someone contesting the shot. We have to have that same mentality offensively. Uh, not just walking in the screens, but sprinting up, getting a hit, coming off the screen with force downhill. Um, if we, you know, and it's we're four games in. It sucks to lose, uh, but having 78 games left, there's plenty of time for us to right the ship. And it starts now. It starts yesterday. It starts now. It starts yesterday. That's Darvin Ham, and there's a lot of respect for him in the NBA. So there's no need to to freak out about it. But this is not generally what happens when you have two of the best players on the planet: Lakers, Magic, Kings. Only teams in the NBA who have yet to win, though there are other teams that only have one win. That includes the Philadelphia 76ers. And if I'm not mistaken, the Brooklyn Nets only have one win at this point as well. So there are teams out there that are starting out extremely slowly. Uh, There was no Russell Westbrook. Not sure if that makes a difference. Anthony Davis is dealing with with back tightness because that's something that uh, he does have to do on a regular basis. And here's what I love. Even as Jamal Murray is trying to get back into rhythm and form after returning from his serious knee injury. I mean, this is uh, Jamal Murray that, you know, from deep, from beyond the arc, hasn't been able to find the touch consistently. But what does he do? He adjusts. And he takes higher percentage shots. And he moves closer to the basket. That's what smart basketball players do. Stop jacking it up from downtown if you don't have the feel in a particular game. Um, And so I love the Jamal Murray element as he's working his way back in. Uh, And Malone, Mike Malone, told him during the game, I believe in you. I love you. I know who you are. And I know where you're going to be at some point. And when I saw that quote from Coach, I just... I, I just makes me smile. I will not forget that because we all need people in our lives who say that to us when we're struggling. I believe in you. I love you. I know who you are and I know where you're going to be. I know that this is not for forever. I know that this is just a stage that you're going through and it's tough and you're scuffling, but I got you. And I know that eventually you're going to get where you want to be. So gosh, that's what coaches are about and teammates are about to help pick up the guys who are not yet where they want to be. And for Jamal Murray, who's been out of the game and has been unable to return to that explosiveness that we expect from him and that he was used to, this is a big deal for him to have the time and space, obviously playing with a talented Nuggets team, uh, to be able to return to that form uh, that he, that he wants, but also that we so enjoy watching with him when he is locked in. So Lakers, again, one of three winless teams in the NBA. There are others who put on incredible displays on on a Wednesday night. I almost said Sunday. Don't ask me why. It doesn't feel like a Sunday. I just, this is what happens. I go to figure out the day of the week, and I draw a blank, and then I just throw one out there. 
Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's National Pumpkin Day, and it's Wednesday. And Giannis can essentially take over a game on any day of the week. For sure, though, Wednesday is primetime Giannis. Find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS. There you can find the link to our brand new YouTube video. It is Halloween candy with a star pumpkin. You know what? It's a gorgeous piece of fruit. You need to check out the video just for that reason. Touching the pumpkin. Also, I appreciate the the amount of feedback we got with our Gene Steratore conversation. He was enlightening. Uh, not just that, but he's always funny. He doesn't take himself too seriously, though he does give us a peek behind the curtain when it comes to the craft of officiating. And for Gene to always be so open and to answer all of my questions, uh, just appreciate him so much the one time a year that we ask him to be on the show and he never holds back. So on Twitter, on Facebook, and then remember, top of the hour, we're going to head to L.A. For those of you who love Bo Jackson or maybe you never saw him play and you wish that you had, I pity the fools who never saw Bo Jackson play. Jay just made a face. He knows I'm sort of talking about him, except Jay loves YouTube. And I told him, go to YouTube, watch the Bo Nose campaign. Did you see any of the amazing Bo Nose commercials? The Gretzky one. Oh my gosh, so good. That's your assignment for tomorrow morning when you're home because you very often fall down a YouTube hole before you go to bed. That's it. You got to watch Bo Nose. You will love them. They're funny and they're amazing. That if any, they're only like that Gretzky one, then yeah, I'm probably going to get sucked into a wormhole tomorrow. Oh, yeah, it became a thing. Everybody wanted to be part of the Bo Nose campaign. <laughs> so we're just getting started. We got so much to cover. The, the World Series, I know most of us have forgotten that it even exists, but it is coming up on Friday. We have the starters for the Astros and the Phillies. In addition, QB news from the AFC, QB news from the NFC. Man, there's... No shortage of not just sports topics uh, and storylines, but also pumpkins and candy. And it's the end of October, which just blows. Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. Early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kid's soccer game on time. Life is different. And so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of. Right here in our community. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Anyway, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Here's a handoff to Giannis. Giannis with a head full of steam, lays it off the window with a foul. He comes away, flexing his right bicep, puffing that chest out. And why not? The Greek freak has 35. When you take on your weaknesses and turn them into a strength, Giannis going to his strength now, attacks inside, kisses it in, off the window with the foul from eight feet out. It is a Greek freak show here tonight at Fiserv Forum. Giannis will hear it from the fans. Another legendary performance from a legend that keeps growing. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Oh, Giannis. I feel like when Giannis is dominating on a basketball court, 
we have something to look forward to even this early in the season. And he's not the only one. There are others uh, that I just enjoy watching. He makes it fun for me. He makes basketball fun for a lot of people. Uh, Not only is he a unique talent and a unique human being, but the dad jokes. We get the dad jokes. Giannis goes 13 of 15 in the second half. He finishes with 43 points, 14 rebounds as the Milwaukee Bucks pull away from the Brooklyn Nets. You hear the call there on Bucks radio. That's vintage Giannis. You know, that's uh, probably about, you know, the best. Uh, He's had a lot of great performances tonight. That second half was, he did everything. Uh, He was phenomenal. So, you know, I think we, we just we had a really poor second quarter, um, you know, and he came out with a force and a determination uh, to put us in the right place. Uh, you know, we really, I think, offensively needed it from him tonight. Um, he drove, attacked, found seams. I thought we moved the ball a little bit more, had a little bit better spacing for him. Um, so uh, it, it's hard to, to, you know, put the right words on how good he was in the second half. Sometimes I think I play not in my strength as much, but uh, you know I kind of scratch that. And I think in the second half, I just okay, I'm just gonna be myself and be okay with it. And I just try to drive as much as I, as I can, find my teammates, and get in the paint, get to the free throw line, and just leave there. I, do we know if he started with a dad joke? When do the dad jokes return? That is my question. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. The 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 Giannis on the court is phenomenal. I mean, he's worth the price of admission, but he's so likable too. It's not often that you get a superstar of his caliber who people actually want to cheer for and really like. So I think that's something about Giannis, especially nowadays where people get annoyed with NBA superstars and the amount of money they're making and blah 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 whatever. Um, but he's he doesn't fit the mold and and he. He's just one of those guys that I enjoy watching on the court and listening to off the court as well. That's polite, right? <laughs> Clearly. Uh, d- isn't he the one that told us he had to tinkle last year when he left the court? Take a, a tinkle. <laughs> what is he, like 7'2"? Weighs, I don't know, 260-something pounds? Speaking unreal. I can't believe it. And he... He's he jokes about you know people making fun of his free throw shooting and he he works on that but he doesn't mind playfully giving it back to people of course when the Bucks won the championship and KD and Kyrie have certainly seen their share of Giannis up close. Giannis put his head down, got to the rim, got to the free throw line, now slowed us down. Giannis got it going and and just made it difficult. Uh, you know, for us to to stop his rhythm. Once he gets going downhill and he starts getting to the free throw line um, and we're sitting there almost every play looking at the rest, then, you know, we're going to get beat. Yeah, what are you going to do? It's a little bit like LeBron in his prime, or even now there are moments where uh, LeBron gets in that that mode and you just get out of the way. There's nothing to do. Otherwise, you're going to end up as the subject of a poster. Uh, but Giannis is in the prime of his career and there really isn't a whole lot he can't do on the court. I know people would point to the fact that still from the free throw line or or his set shots from beyond the arc, but he works tirelessly, which also makes him likable. He's not satisfied. He's not just resting on who he is. He enjoys the challenge of getting better and better. And he's not played basketball that long either, which is the part that's so amazing. 
Marco Belletti is here in studio. Uh, did you know that Wednesday was National Pumpkin Day? No, completely unaware. Yeah, we were too, uh, but we felt like we fit right in. It was a little bit of, of ESP because we had Josephine the Pumpkin here with us. Right. Uh, she was sitting to your left. Mm-hmm. Last night you could smell her. Uh, we, we actually put her in the kitchen because I couldn't bear to just throw her out. I know you mentioned putting her in my yard and letting animals feast on her, but I was a little bit nervous about attracting the wrong animals. So, Well, I, I, I brought it. I didn't really mean that you should be feeding the animal. Oh, okay. I, I, I meant like you could just leave it in the yard. You could spray it so it doesn't get eaten by the deer and you can kind of have it for a while. You said you wanted to keep well, it for I was a little bit months. nervous about mice and rats. I don't know if we have rats in my neighborhood, but I don't want any in my neighborhood. So I was a little bit worried about leaving That's fair. stuff out. Also, we have bear in my neighborhood, and I didn't know if mm-hmm. if the bear would eat the pumpkin. So I... I think bears eat whatever the hell they want. Yeah, I think bears do. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we left it in the kitchen, and we were thinking, we were actually taking bets on how long it might be there, because no one throws anything away in this place, including, do you see those half-eaten candy bars over there across from you? They're just going to sit there until someone else... I'm not touching someone's... I'd rather touch dog poo than touch someone's half-eaten candy bar. Yeah, Interesting. Uh, and so we thought the pumpkin would still be there, but Jay realized she was kidnapped. On National Pumpkin Day, Josephine was kidnapped. No. She's gone. Where in the kitchen? Did Counter. You... Counter. Right there, prominently on National Pumpkin Day. Then I can understand. I, my guess is, I know you don't want to hear this, Josephine got thrown out. As long as I didn't have to do it. My guess is that Denny came by and took care of it. Who? Denny. He's our cleaning guy. Oh, I like that. Awesome Denny. dude. Except for he missed those candy bars over there. He doesn't get to come in the studio a lot because we're on the air. So the studio he misses, he every once in a while get in here and he can vacuum. But it's very, very rare. Is that what's wrong with the floor? Yeah, well, I mean, again... I won't blame Denny for what's going on in here. That's on us. That's all of us. Maybe slobs. at some point that Denny could come here. earlier or later so that the va- the vacuum could actually be run in here. Yeah, he, yeah. I uh, when did I see him leave? I think it was midnight. It's, Denny's here a lot. Eastern time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he does a really good job. So I, my guess is is that he took care of it in the cafeteria. If you left all it right. out there, uh, I think it's he takes care of every. Oh, that's why the counters usually clean by the end of the night in the cafeteria. Mm. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't, there are times when there's food left right, on the counter right. for a day at least. In our newsroom, absolutely. That could be three days. You got to be careful no, 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 of no. how long the food's been out. Jay if you're going to run for free is food. tempted to try the food out there. And I'm telling him, no, Jay, you don't know how long it's been sitting there. It depends. You should talk to somebody and see when it, it look, it's free food. We're all broke. If it's free, it's for me. Yes, that's the radio motto. It's free, it's for me. You just got to make sure you find out when it got out there. I mean, because, you know, you don't want... Okay. There, there could be Jay. milk products left out there for like four days. I don't think you want to Jay, you, you just tell the story of what you tried in the kitchen not that long ago. Marco's here. He needs to hear the story. We walked in there, and there was a spread. A nice and, spread. And Jay could not resist. I told him, don't do it. They've been out there for at least 12 hours. Don't do it. But what does he do? I had to figure it out for myself. There's and a you, nice spread of bagels. And who knows when they were from? I don't know. And ew, I was hungry, you know, ew. late night, getting late working. And then I just decided to give it a shot. Shouldn't have. <laughs> wasn't good. A Probably bagel? sitting out. It was a bagel. All right, oh. so it was just rock hard then. It was just hard. No, yeah. not just that. Here's what I hear because he 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 bites into the bagel after I tell him not to. He bites into the bagel behind me, just kind of bites into it without doing anything to it, and I hear this. <coughs> it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's just, it's hard as a, all right. You know what? I can live with that though. That's hard as a rock. It doesn't taste good. You spit it out or you move on and you don't eat the rest of it. If it had cream cheese in it, it's where you got to draw the line oh, because now no. you're going to get sick. Right. No, but see, right. that's, Gross. see, here's the difference. Food that's not going to taste good and it, 
and you know, you give it a shot and it is what it is. Food that's going to make you sick, now you got to be careful. So I, I'm with you, Jay. If I would have saw the bagel and I'm hungry, I'm going to go for it too. If it's yeah. hard as a rock, I'm not going to eat it. Even it is though it's it been sitting there for hours. Yeah, I don't care. It's dry. Oh like there's a gosh. line, like Marco says, you can't cross. But if there was mayonnaise or something oh, like that, food involving say. that, you don't go anywhere near that. Stuff yeah, that's going to get food? stuff no. that's going to get you sick is a different story. Yeah, stuff no. that's dry. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> no, it's all right. <laughs> That's not a big deal. You, I, I, you I two are in cahoots. Don't I, encourage him. I can't tell you how many times because I have a I have a coffee problem. So I can't oh, tell you how many times I have. Me too. Yeah, going to a Dunkin' Donuts and like, all right, yeah, give me the bagel. And the guy will be like, you don't want the bagel. I'm like, dude, I don't care. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm not going to charge. I'm like, Good, tre- tremendous. Just just give it to me. I'm like, I, I don't care. I haven't eaten in 12 hours. Just give me some. Even better. Doesn't matter. Well, when and I bring it, food I'm sure for you, you don't eat it. You know, again, see, we're going on the misnomer. When was the last time you offered me food? I don't anymore because you don't eat it. But this was many years ago. I was probably 40 pounds lighter. I was actually trying to not eat at 3 o'clock in the morning. And now I'm punished for now it. Now you don't care? Well, now I'm fat. I'm, it's over. It's oh, done. I got nothing it. left here. It's never over. Yeah, I, I try not to eat too much at 3 o'clock in the morning. But sometimes, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, it depends. Depends on the day. Well, see, I can't give my famous chili to Jay because he doesn't like chili. He's the only person in my life I know who doesn't like chili. So I'll bring you some fresh chili. That's not unhealthy. That tr- no, it's not unhealthy. That I could try. My ulcer may not uh, sit with it. It's not spicy, is it? I can spicy, make it I unspicy. Spicy, I can't do. I'll I can make fair. it unspicy. Okay. Just, All right. Just letting you know that I can't do. I'll I, put I can't. no green chilies in it. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't do spice. Okay. The ulcer and spice is just they don't they don't oh like each other. Oh my gosh, you're getting old fast. The ulcer now, in fairness, I've had for 25 years, oh, so let's not blame that, that on age. Stress created. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, who knows? Okay. You know, Marco, I'm still finding out things about you, even though we've been friends for 10 years. You don't want to open that door. Trust me. Keep I it do. Closed. No, I like this. Keep the I feel, I feel like me. we're we're bonding here. Mm, yeah, you want to keep that door shut. Does that mean you also don't want to know anything about me? No, 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 no. Please share. Um, but you you may not like what's behind you yes, know, door yes, number three. Yes, it's not dependent upon what you tell me. All right, top of the hour, this amazing new book about Bo Jackson. The author, Jeff Perlman, will join us. And coming up, Matt Ryan speaks for the first time after getting benched by the Colts. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Empty backfield on second and 13. Ryan gets rid of it quickly. It's intercepted. 30, 40, 50, Adams 40, 30, 20, 10, 5, end zone. Touchdown, Titans. Andrew Adams to the house. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Mike Heath on Titans Radio. It may have been the last straw. It may have been the final motivation that Frank Reich and Jim Ursay and the front office for the Colts needed to make a change at quarterback. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. That was actually one of our candidates for TD of the Week. It was the first career pick six for Andrew Adams. Uh, and as I say, it was an exclamation point for these Titans who led wire to wire in this game against the Colts, a divisional matchup that represented the fourth straight win and really the installment once again of the Titans atop that AFC South. 
We found out the next day was a bit of a surprise, but we spoke with James Boyd, who's a Colts insider for The Athletic. He actually was taken off guard as well. Thought the change would come at some point, but did not expect it to happen so early. But here we are heading into week number eight, and we now have an unproven second-year QB taking over for Matt Ryan. Now, I happened to see on James Boyd's Twitter because we now follow each other, that the first person to speak about Matt Ryan getting benched as the starting quarterback was Matt Ryan on Wednesday. So a classy guy. People think very highly of him, which is why this decision was probably tougher for Frank Reich to make. We know Frank cares so much about his athletes, and and he develops relationships with them. He was really excited to have Matt Ryan on board Um, And while this likely wasn't his decision solo, he's the one that would have had to deliver the news to Matt and, of course, then has to implement this change to Sam Ellinger. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Matt Ryan, honest about what this meant for him and how it feels. Individually and personally disappointed. Um, You know, as as a player, as a competitor, you want to be out there. You want to to go. And so... um, it's part of uh, of the deal in this league. You got to produce, and, and you got to go out there and play. And, and um, you know, frustrated that we weren't able to do that uh, in the first seven games. But um, you know, you move forward. You know, life in in this league is is week to week, and the production has to be there. So, obviously, disappointed personally, but um, here for the team. I asked the question of James Boyd, why now for this change? And it's interesting because when I posted that as the tease to our conversation on Twitter and Facebook, some people responded with, well, if it doesn't work out, we end up with a high draft pick. Uh, the Colts are not tanking. Uh, they're at 3-3-1. and one. The season is not lost, which is why I think this timing is fascinating. Uh, and one of the number one things that Sam Ellinger brings to the table, even though he's never thrown a pass in the NFL, this will be his first career start, never thrown a pass in the NFL, he brings mobility. And that's something that behind this suddenly inept Colts offensive line They desperately need Matt Ryan's not mobile. He cannot really protect himself other than to get rid of the ball quickly, which is how Tom Brady has made his career, right? Is getting rid of the ball quickly because Brady also is not a mobile quarterback, but Ryan's getting hammered and he's fumbled so many times. Now he's lost three of those fumbles. He's also thrown nine interceptions. The Colts are hoping that with Sam, it will not be the case that he will be able to elude some of this pressure and avoid some of the sacks and some of the turnovers. A young quarterback that has an ex- exciting style of play, um, you know, doing everything he can to, to move the ball, put points on the board. Our defense is playing great. Um, you know, being smart with the ball, getting it out on time, um, and you know, limiting the mistakes and, and playing to our strengths. That's Sam Ellinger's assessment of Sam Ellinger. A lot of excitement, a lot of energy. And, of course, he's thrilled about this opportunity. They don't come along very often, and I hope for his sake that he's able to stay healthy, really embrace it, get the reps, actually have the opportunity to make the Colts' offense his own. At 24 years old, it feels, it must feel to him, as though the world is his oyster. I'm excited. Um, You know, I think, as I've told you guys, you know, I'm always preparing to be the starter. 
and uh, regardless of when that opportunity was going to come, I was going to be ready and do what I could to be prepared. And um, that's alleviated a lot of the stress of, I mean, I can't imagine if I weren't preparing the way that I was and it's like, hey, you're up. Um, and that's the thing about this business. So I'm um, staying on top of it. Obviously, there's a lot of excitement for the opportunity um, and just going to, you know, take it one day at a time. Remember in the preseason, or it wasn't even preseason, it was going back to the spring when Malik Willis was drafted, and the question was asked of Ryan Tannehill about mentoring a young quarterback because Tannehill's in the final year of his contract with the Titans. Matt Ryan was supposed to be not just a stopgap, definitely a bridge quarterback, but a guy who could start and could bring that veteran presence, that wisdom, that leadership. Uh, it's certainly the experience of having been a starting quarterback his entire career. Do you know he's never been a backup? Never. Not in his entire career. He's only missed three starts in 15 years, and he's never served as a backup. So those three starts were because of injuries. Now he and Nick Foles... Well, Matt's injured right now, but he and Nick Foles are backing up Sam and Matt's got the role of maybe not playing mentor, but guiding and directing and offering assistance to a young QB who really knows a whole lot of nothing. He's been awesome uh, from the minute I got here. And so I just told him, you know, any, any way I can help, you, you let me know. And, uh, you know, as a player, you got to go out there and, and you got to cut it loose and, and, you know, go play your game. Um, it's different from everybody's, you know, individual game is different. So go play yours and uh, he'll do a good job for us. Crazy in the background because uh, he's clearly doing this either near the locker room or uh, maybe he's at his locker and you hear all the guys in the background. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> Uh, I feel for Matt. It's not easy to be benched, to be, in my case, I was fired multiple times, pulled out of a radio rotation multiple times. No, it's humiliating and it's painful. And there are these moments where you wonder if you'll ever get back into it. Uh, will I ever find someone who will take a chance on me again or believe in me again? Doesn't sound like Matt Ryan's retiring and he's got to be there for now as the backup. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio.